Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Luke Calgiovanni Show live from Las Vegas, Nevada, Studio D, Renegade Talk Radio, the number one shock radio network in America where we don't sugarcoat shit. Today's special Labor Day show is with editor of Got News, Charles C. Johnson. We're going to bring it for you right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Luke Calgiovanni Show. As you know, I always begin my program with underreported news. And to set the tone for this conversation we're about to have with Charles C. Johnson of Got News, I'm going to read you a quote from Hunter Thompson. You will join me in the final triumphant act of the night after all of the readings, odes, fugues, and ancient whiskey tributes, we will sit on stage and settle into a very weird and intense hour of grilling of selected persons of the audience. We will call the guilty to come forth and to confess, and in the eyes of the mayor and God and the priests and his neighbors and all the TV cameras, and that they framed me 40 years ago, and they were wrong and I was right. We will get the judge to come up on stage, and we will, by God, make a permanent statement for justice. And what we're going to do today is lay justice out for the American people and justice for Charles C. Johnson and how he has been vilified in the media for presenting the truth to the American public. Now, I need to disclose already that I consider Charles a friend of mine. We've met. We've had drinks in Las Vegas, had some good chuckles over information that I cannot share with you. However, we did work on a story back in February. Um, If anybody wants to check that out, it's called Breaking. Top billionaire Carl Rove donor employs major liberal anti-Semitic blogger. If you want to check that out on Got News, you go ahead. So Mr. Charles Johnson, you know, he's the author of a couple of books, Why Coolidge Matters, Leadership Lessons from America's Most Underrated President, and The Truth About the IRS Scandals. He has written for the Wall Street Journal, the New York Post, the Los Angeles Times, the American Spectator, the Claremont Review of Books, City Journal, Reason.com, National Review Online, Tablet Magazine, The Weekly Standard, Powerline, and The New York Sun. He's been featured on Real Clear Politics, The Drudge Report, HotAir.com, The Blaze, Breitbart.com, Rush Limbaugh's personal show, and Wall Street Journal's Best of the Web. He's been on Fox News with Megyn Kelly, Sean Hannity, and Lou Dobbs, and numerous radio programs including Rush Limbaugh, Larry Elder, John Batchelor, Rusty Humphreys, Dennis Prager, Larry Elder, Mark Levine, and Larry Kudrow. And to date, he's the only person to have won both the Robert F. Bartley Fellowship and the Eric Brendel Collegiate Journalism Award. He's also won the Robert F. Novak Special Alumni Fellowship from the Phillips Foundation and the Pubulus Fellowship at Claremont Institute. So, after that, just exhaustive. This is a guy right now. You're going you're gonna to love this conversation. Charles, welcome to the program. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking time to talk to us on Labor Day, sir. Well, thanks for having me. You're making me blush after reading my uh, ridiculous website. (laughs) Well, you know, Charles, it's it's just the truth, and you've done a lot of great things. You know, I'm 31 years old. How are you? I know you're younger than I am. How old are you? What's that? You just cut out. I'm sorry. I said I'm 31 years old, and you're younger than me. You've already accomplished all these great things in the media and in journalism. What's your age for our listeners who are not familiar? Oh, sure. So I'm uh, I'm 26. Uh, My birthday is... uh, 
This is our, I guess next month in October. Oh. So uh, we're in September now, right? I think so. Yeah, so I'm gonna be 27, and yeah, I just like to work, man. I don't know what else to say. I like, I like the process. And you quoted Hunter S. Thompson earlier, and I think journalism should be kind of an adventure. And I've been, uh, I've been pretty lucky thus far to, uh, you know, to get into the right fights with the right people, and and had some really interesting stories to pursue. Indeed, sir. And you know, networking is a big part of our job. Now, today, I want to, I brought I asked you to come on the program, and we've had several conversations in the past. We said, hey, you know, we should be recording this. We should put it out for the public to listen to. So that's what we're going to do tonight. And I want to talk to you about, you know, your most recent scalp, your most recent takedown that has been a long time coming. And for listeners who aren't aware, we're going to be talking about the Bob Menendez underage prostitution scandal. Um, so, you know, just to start out, could you just give us a little baseline of, tell us about the Menendez scandal, which broke in 2012, and here we are in 2015, still talking about it. We're gonna get into why, but could you just break down for me and for the listeners, what's all been happening with that story, sir? Sure, it, um, so it was a story we did right around the election in 2012 uh, about Robert Menendez, who is a U.S. Senator from New Jersey. He was formerly the head of the U.S. Senate Foreign Relations uh, you know, Committee, uh, which made, made him one of the most powerful members of, uh, of Congress. And he, um, uh, we got a tip when I was basically a, a stringer with the Daily Caller, um, a contributor actually technically to the Daily Caller. We got a tip about underage prostitutes and Menendez and this donor, Salmon Melhen, who was a... Uh, uh, who was one of his big donors, who's this eye doctor, uh, we, you know, born in Dominica, Dominican Republic. And we got this tip about this whole story and about how the senator wasn't paying his prostitutes. And I, because I speak Spanish, I helped out on some of the translations and worked on the story. And we had published, and it became a whole to-do with all these people attacking us and, you know, every major publication saying we were wrong. Uh, I, you know, spent some of my own money to track down the truth. Uh, by getting some private eyes to the Dominican Republic and how much money you, giving how much, over. How much of your money yeah. did you spend, sir? How much of how much were you out of pocket on this investigation? I think I ended up spending all told about twenty eight, twenty nine thousand bucks. See, look, um, listen, listen to that, American people. Twenty nine thousand dollars of his own money to bring the truth to you, and we're going to tell you why the truth has been taking so long. It's been a long time coming. So please, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Please, sir, please continue. Yeah. So, so what happened was I was brought in on this story. I, um, you know, to give you kind of the background here, um, Bob Menendez is, you know, is a relatively poor U.S. senator, uh, at least according to his, his official disclosure forms. And we found out that he was flying on all these flights uh, to and from the Dominican Republic. And then he was really close with this donor, this guy, this eye doctor, Salmon Melhen, who was connected uh, by, uh, by cousins to the kind of ruling family of the Dominican Republic. And unbeknownst to us, um, sort of what ended up becoming more and more clear is that the prostitutes that the, um, that the U.S. Senator and the donor, the top donor, shared uh, were kind of like the, the icing on the cake of all the different business deals they were doing in the Dominican Republic. And it's interesting, you know, I'm not one of these guys who, who likes to make a big deal about, you know, sex scandals. Um, I think sometimes sex scandals can reveal you know, larger scandals like uh, money and fraud kind of scandals. But more often than not, you know, I don't really have a, 
have major objections to people, particularly private citizens, uh, you know, going and and uh, and doing what they will and what they please, particularly in, when they're on vacation. But we you know we got some reports of, of some really disturbing stuff that Menendez and Melgin and a bunch of others were up to down there, and we investigated. Um, and then I got a phone call from the FBI at one point, and they wanted to know everything that I knew about about the uh, the the Melgin Menendez stuff. I turned over all my evidence. So they're coming. And to, meanwhile, they're coming to you. They're coming to you, sir, and they're dema- they want your information because you're doing a better job than the FBI in keeping corruption under under wraps for the American public. That's an important note that people should pay special attention to. The FBI came to you and wanted your information because they did not have it. No, and you know, I've, I've made it very clear in the past that you know I I'm not a huge fan of cops or of, of law enforcement generally, but they're human beings, and to the extent that I can help them get the bad guys, I'm going to be more than willing to help them. And so anyway, so I shared all this information. Um, first, uh, a number of publications, including the Washington Post and the New York Times and Politico and Slate and a number of other journalists, um, so that the story fell apart. They were mocking us. They said that we didn't get the right story. And of course, as time went on, I knew because of the evidence that I had had and the kind of deal that I had struck with the FBI, I knew and promised in many of these articles that were written out that the truth would be revealed that Senator Menendez would ultimately go to jail and the trial begins uh, in October uh, of this year in Newark, uh, New Jersey. And just, I guess, two weeks ago, um, maybe actually even 10 days ago, the FBI came out and corroborated what I I had been saying all along about the prostitutes, much to the uh, shock of major figures in the... uh, in the U.S. You know, media uh, circus. Yeah, so that's a great way to put it, the media circus. And, you know, uh, certain media outlets beguiled you as something of a, and this is something you haven't touched on yet, but certain media outlets beguiled you as something of a Cuban operative planting the story against Mr. Menendez. Is that correct, sir? That's right, yeah. I, I was accused of being a U.S. spy. Uh, first, it was a right-wing smear job led by the Republican establishment to go and discredit U.S. Senator Menendez, and frankly, I have—I don't—I don't really have a beef, a beef with with Senator Menendez. Um, you know, I, I'm against corruption. I sort of got one of my starts going after a corrupt U.S. Senator who was a Republican in Mississippi. This guy, um, Thad Cochran. Um, so, you know, I, I hate corruption in general, both parties, and uh, or, or maybe just of the one party that kind of rules all of us. And uh, I broke this story. I was. It was relentless. I mean, every day I was being hounded on it for a few weeks at a time. Um, there were a number of stories written about me later saying that this story I got wrong. They also claimed that I got a story wrong about um, Cory Booker, who was the other U.S. senator there, who I reported didn't live in Newark, which is I'm also correct on, but the public is sort of taking its time to get back to me. And, um, you know, this is the kind of... I like to go to the places, I like to do the research that no one else will do. And what was interesting about it is, so Menendez had a lot of connections because of his role as the head of the House Senate uh, 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 Foreign Relations Committee. And he was running around making up and passing off these fake documents as if they cleared him. In one case, they said, oh, one of the girls recanted and that you know she wasn't paid, and that this is this is a whole fake story and everything. 
And it turned out that um, the girl that they manufactured to make this whole thing, they just made up the girl. She did, she never really existed. In, but in, the Washington Post used that to smear me and the Daily Caller, and it was picked up, and it became a part of uh, the overall story. And it's it's to this day, it's used by uh, by journalists to, uh, to, to, to mock me, even though I was right the whole time. And interestingly enough, the very same day that the FBI came out and admitted that I was correct, the very same day that that happened, Gawker, uh, the, the sort of hate, hate-filled website, uh, uh, you know, blog, uh, that I'm suing for making things up about me. Gawker, um, <laughs> that same day, said that I was wrong in the Menendez story. The FBI said I was correct all along. So it's been kind of a whirlwind over the last three years. And I'm, I'm going to be there, obviously, for the trial in October, which I'm looking forward to. And uh, it, it should be interesting. Yes, sir. You know, you touched on a lot of stuff. You talked about the hookers, the Cuban scandal, the Gawker uh, lawsuit that is in place right now. And we're going to get into all of that when we come back on Renegade Talk Radio, the Luke Algevani Show. This song is for you, Charles. We'll be right back on the most offensive radio network in America. Giovanni Show, live from Las Vegas, Studio D, Renegade Talk Radio, Renegade Nation, the most offensive, shocking radio network in America. I'm here with the editor of Got News, Charles C. Johnson, in my opinion, the best journalist currently working in American journalism. Charles, welcome back, sir. Thank you for being with me today. After we were talking before the break, you know, you mentioned... The hookers, the prostitutes involved in this scandal. And I think we should explore that a little bit more for our listeners of Renegade Nation who may not be familiar with all of the, you know, intricacies and nuance of this story. So, as you mentioned, there was uh, an individual, uh, let me see if I can pronounce her name, Yanisi Fernandez. That's familiar to you, Mr. Johnson? It is, yep. Indeed. So... She was one of the individuals fingered in this, pun intended. And she came out and she said, and it was quoted by a, down in Univision, it was, a, it was an all Spanish report saying that they tracked her down and that she disavowed all this stuff. She said it wasn't her, she had nothing to do with it. Well, what do you have to say about that? You familiar with this Univision? I'm sure you are. This Univision thing that came out March 2nd, 2013. You know, we've been talking about this now for three years, just so people can get a baseline of how long this has been going on. International media markets have attempted to discredit you with this with this hooker. You want to talk about her for a minute? Your thoughts on her? Well, the main one, the main one that they used to discredit me was this woman, uh, Nexis de la Santana. Um, 
who was a uh turns out she never existed they just made her up um and many of the people who've kind of come forward were people that we never interviewed um uh that we never you know that were never contacted by us and so it's become this like kind of running joke about how um uh, how often these people kind of come out of the uh, kind of come out of the woodwork just to go and attack us. And what's been so crazy about it um, is that the woman who they claimed um, wasn't one of the ones we we ever interviewed. Um, and there, of course, there's the um, it's been kind of interesting just to see. Um, yeah, they claim this woman Michelle Rodriguez was the same person, um, and it's been fascinating because, you know, this is a country where there's a long history of like a fraud and abuse. And we had a lot of information kind of coming to us, showing us that in fact, that this woman, uh, uh, was kind of, you know, she was a, it was a false flag operation to try and discredit us. And the media of course went for it. ABC rant went for it. Washington post went for it as did a number of others. So it was quite, it was quite shocking. Yes, the, the the individual you mentioned, Nexis de los Santos Santana, she said in a notarized statement filed in a Dominican court that she was coerced into filming the accusation against Senator Menendez. Now, and I, you know, Charles, I talked about this a couple episodes ago, saying that this occur basically said she was coerced. Now, CNN ran with this story. Uh, they ran with it March 5th, 2013. If anybody wants to look it up, it's Senator Robert Menendez denies prostitution allegations. As the Daily Caller, Washington Post, feud over the report. And there was another story that covered this by Jeff, Tone, by Jeff Stone at the International Business Times. Senator Robert Menendez denies prosecution allegations. So we, we really have a case where you're being slandered and they're, they're creating evidence against you to save Senator Menendez. It's it's shameful, so it really is. Well, you know, when I when I was ultimately censored on Twitter, a lot of the journalists used this example, used this story that's now been confirmed by the FBI as one of the many stories I got wrong. Of course, the other ones that they pointed out, I also haven't gotten wrong. And you know, this one took a lot longer, but it happened before. You know, it, I had over two hundred newspapers say that I falsely outed, or you know, or say that I outed a rape victim in the UBA case when in fact there was no rape and no victim. So it's a very interesting period in which kind of the truth in the journalistic era in which everyone's sharing and social, the truth is like some, some something that's often eluded us. And what's so, so interesting about the Menendez stuff is that he was allowed to basically spin these conspiracy theories about how he was being persecuted for years. Um, first it was the right wing, then it was Cuban agents trying to smear him. Then it was, um, then it was uh, Obama, the Obama administration. Um, and all throughout this whole time, it was just, it, it, the, the claims got more laughable and more ridiculous. So for instance, the Nexis de la Santa Ana woman that they, that they had in the, who filed the Dominican uh, notice, um, which by the way, the Dominicans already had all this other evidence pointing to, the, to Menendez and Melgin, you know, cohorting with prostitutes. I mean, to give you a sense of the kind of guy that Melgin is, he's the largest Medicare fraudster in the history of Medicare. Um, and he... He's a great uh, fellow. You know, he's, he's a guy that's, that's, that's flying around on private jets as an eye doctor um, while he's 
supposedly performing surgeries that he's billing the U.S. taxpayer for. And this is a guy who is a good person, you know, who Menendez claims is a good personal friend of his. Um, and on top of it, what's so interesting about the Menendez story is just how long he was, he's been able to get away with it. Um, and, you know, people like this, this next cease woman, you know, we, in Dominican Republic, they have these things called cedulas, which are basically the equivalent of social security numbers. And what happens with all these social security numbers is that you can then run them against the database that they have for everyone. So you can kind of do like a reverse lookup. Well, what they did here is they created a cedula, which had more digits than the typical 10 digits uh, that for, for a cedula. So no one could really look it up. How see that this woman existed. How interesting, There was no record for on Facebook, anywhere. So this is the kind of like efforts that people are going to to keep Menendez uh, out of jail and keep his donor friend, the Dominican Republic uh, uh, guy, out of jail as well. And it looks like, in terms of the deal that they're doing to secure the ports in the Dominican Republic, it looks like that that has finally now been exposed. But it's taken a very long time. You know, Charles, you're talking about all this stuff. I want to touch on the good doctor just for readers of, or excuse me, the listeners of Renegade Nation, if they're not familiar, because this is a this is a story that has many twists and turns, and it will show that the road to justice is indeed twisted in American politics and American journalism. First of all, I wonder if uh, Renegade Nation is familiar that Senator Menendez twice intervened with top federal health care officials to dispute the agency's finding that the good doctor had overbilled Medicare, as you say, by $8.9 million for eye treatments at his clinics. And the good senator also urged top officials at state and commerce departments to use their influence over the Dominican Republic to enforce, as you mentioned, a port security contract for a company in which the good doctor was a part owner. That's, you know, the the, the scope of this scandal, the scope of the, of the scum and the despicable nature of all this, Charles, just goes as far down as one wants to travel down that rabbit hole. Earlier in our conversation, sir, you mentioned Cory Booker in a story that you did about him. And it's interesting because now in the Menendez scandal, Mr. Booker has been, he, he, he has been named. Uh, you know, the, the, the court filing by the FBI suggested that a number of high profile elected officials, including Harry Reid, might have to testify for this trial. And a key element of the case is in August of 2012, there was a meeting between Mr. Menendez, Senator Reid, Catherine Seldes, and uh, Cory Booker was also involved in all of these things. So Cory Booker may be called to testify on behalf of Menendez, so now you're gonna have him roped in twice. How's that make you feel? Well, it's gonna be quite interesting to see, see as it finally unfolds. You know, Menendez, Booker is also under investigation right now for some corruption related to some charities and kickbacks he was involved with in, in Newark. So, you know, Menendez, Booker, and Christie are all have all been sort of the subject of FBI investigations, and that should give us a sense of just how corrupt the Garden State really is. It, it really should. You know, on my previous program, I mentioned it was interesting bedfellows. It was interesting bedfellows then on my previous program where I mentioned that Senator Cory Booker and Senator Menendez were one of the top two Democrats who signed their names to the Save the Cecil the Lion Act nonsense. By the way, I wonder who's out saving lions today or if that just whim has passed. We've moved on to the next media sensation. But the point remains that these two individuals seem to be tied at the hip together, just, just stuck together in so many scandals. It's embarrassing, Charles, it really is. And I hope you bring 
them both down. But, you know, you're just going to have to wait a little bit longer for vindication on your Cory Booker story. But I think you've now proved that you are. Well, what was, what was so crazy to me about the Booker story is, you know, I went to, he, you know, he's claimed for years to live in Newark. I went to the, the three properties he owns. One is a crack house, <laughs> like a legitimate crack house. Like people were doing crack there. Um, the other is a police station where a census worker told me she went and said that, you know, the police live there and that there's no one who's there. And then the other one is a former, is a house, it was a murder house where somebody was gunned down in the, uh, in the uh, uh, driveway. And so I went to all three of these places and, and nobody lives in any of these places. I mean, the whole claim that Booker, that Booker's people were making is, um, it is kind of ridiculous, but you know how it is. They, they start to, they lie about you and then that becomes the story and no one ever really checks to see if you actually did some journalism. They just want to run and do the hit piece on you because you're a disruptive journalist, a kind of disruptive agent, and they can't have that. Well, exactly. You know, Charles, this speaks to the societal conformity that individuals are trying to enforce upon you. Because you have, you know, you and I, we disagree on lots of different things, social issues, political issues. We disagree, we disagree on lots of stuff, but we agree on the fact that there should be truth and justice in American politics, which is woefully lacking. These individuals who claim to be proprietors of ethics and justice most certainly were not, because they said that, you know, Charles Johnson, he got this wrong, and they just all jumped on a bandwagon against you. And we're going to get into these stories and how how all these different media outlets and Renegade Nation is going to be hopefully shocked and hopefully they're going to have a drink after all this to just wash all this down. They're going to be shocked at how you were slandered in the media, how these individuals who claim to be ethical jumped on the bandwagon merely because they disagree with your overall political philosophy and not because they were in search of the truth. Uh, We are going to go ahead and we're going to be right back Renegade Talk Radio, Luke Calgiovanni Show, the most offensive, shocking radio network in America with Charles C. Johnson, editor of Got News. like to be blunt? Absolutely. We don't sugarcoat shit. Listen Listen Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear things you've never heard before. Renegade Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Luke Calgivani's show live from Las Vegas, Studio D. Renegade Talk Radio, the most offensive, shocking radio network in America. I'm here in this special Labor Day edition with the editor of Got News, Charles C. Johnson. We're talking about the Senator Bob Menendez underage prostitution scandal. We've covered a lot of bases. And now we're going to get into the nitty gritty. We're going to get into the vindication for Mr. Johnson, who this story broke in 2012. Now we hear 2015's almost over. Now Mr. Johnson is going to get his comeuppance. Today, right now at this moment, individuals will pay for how they have slandered him and disrespected his journalistic skills. Charles, welcome back, sir. I wanted to read to you some stuff from the Washington Post. I'm sure one of your favorite publications. <laughs> this story happened March 4th, 2013. It says, Escort says Mendez prostitution claims were made up, which we've already covered about that. 
But the quote from Mr. Menendez is quite telling. It says, but as I've said all along, there are obviously some people, some interest using right-wing blogs, I guess your world-famous publication as a blog, that they have been perpetuating smears about me, and I hope that the truth comes out, which, by the way, it has, because they're nothing but that, smears. And I've always said that these are all false. They're smears, so I look forward to seeing to whatever the Dominican courts have to prove what I've said all along. How embarrassing for Mr. Menendez now to have something like that, but I guess he's a pretty shameless guy, right? No, I mean, it's pretty It's pretty amazing that it's all come out now. And not only has it come out, but you know, there are other scandals he's involved in right now. Um, he's involved in one with some corruption in, 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 the, uh, in Puerto Rico involving the governor's place where he brought his married girlfriend who he gave state money to uh, to run this newsletter. I mean, this is a corrupt disgusting guy um and what's been amazing about it has been the way in which people like carol lenig of the washington post have defended and just repeated and recycled everything he said and carol lenig is the it you know is a pulitzer prize-winning reporter um for the washington post i mean her BS factor didn't go up at all. She just repeated exactly what this what the senator wanted her to say. Indeed, sir. You know that article that I quoted to you was by none other than the Pulitzer Prize winner herself. That was March fourth, two thousand thirteen. Let's move on to a different article penned by the same Pulitzer Prize winner. This one's titled "Senator Robert Menendez Seeks Probe of Alleged Cuban Plot to Smear Him." This was printed July 7th, 2014, if anybody wants to look it up on the Washington Post. There's just some interesting information here. In a letter sent to Justice Department officials, the senator's attorney asserts that the plot was timed to derail the political rise of Menendez, one of Washington's most ardent critics of the Castro regime. According to a former U.S. official with firsthand knowledge of government intelligence, the CIA See, now you're involved with the CIA and the FBI, Charles. The CIA had obtained credible evidence, including internet protocol addresses, linking Cuban agents to the prostitution claims and to efforts to plant the story in the U.S. and the Latin American media. The intelligence information indicated that operatives from Cuba's Directorate of Intelligence helped create a fake tipster using the name Pete Williams, according to the former unnamed official. The tipster told FBI agents and others he had information about Menendez participating in poolside sex parties with underage prostitutes, Renegade Nation, while vacationing at the Dominican Republic home of the good doctor, a wealthy eye doctor, donor, and friend of the senator. So it's very interesting, Charles, that these people seem to go out of their way to defend Menendez. I mean, for years and years, they go out of their way to defend him. Then they come out and they say, well, now he's been indicted in the FBI the information's being cited. They don't say that it was your investigation and your evidence being cited by the FBI. They don't want to give you any credit for it, of course. But how does that make you feel to see stories run to run in opposition of you for two years by this Pulitzer Prize winning journalist? And now today, last week, but today we're talking about vindication, sir. Vindication for you and your skills as a journalist. You know, congratulations. Well, how does that make you feel? About it is, so I've reached out to Carol Lenning and I've asked her, like, you know, why have you not even reached out to me? Um, for these stories. I mean, you're going to claim my reporting is fake and you never even bothered to contact me. I mean, it speaks for itself. Um, and it's just kind of disturbing the way in which the, this kind of uh, behavior starts to happen. Uh, you know, they, they what they do is they, they get a quick headline, they get a quick hit on you based upon some bogus claims as if 
you know, as if, like, let's assume for the sake of argument that the document was actually true that they used to, to smear me uh, from the uh, the denuncio, the um, the documentation. I mean, it's not like Dominican Republic has the greatest standards in terms of the types of material that they that they have out there. So it's it's just kind of it's disturbing to me that we're in this environment where people can just make things up, and we need to keep kind of calling out even people who win Pulitzer prizes call them out for the liars that they are when they're lying indeed sir having a special pulitzer prize award does not uh make an individual not susceptible to reporting information wrong or in the case of this uh lady to obviously have bias in her reporting against you now that's the washington post and i wonder if the washington post is going to issue you an apology i think they should i reached out to uh ms carroll Tried to get her to give a quote for me because I said I'm going to be interviewing Charles C. Johnson. No reply. Big surprise there. You'd think she'd get on her hands and knees and apologize to you. Hopefully she will in the future, and if she won't, we'll continue to shame her. But I want to move on now from the Washington Post, sir, and I want to talk about the Wall Street Journal, if we could, for just a few minutes. You know, sure. the, Yeah, you know, the Wall Street Journal has been publishing defense stories for you, against uh, you, in defense of Robert Menendez. You know, uh, December 8th, 2014. Robert Menendez on U.S. foreign policy and the price of weakness. He was interviewed by uh, the editorial page editor, Paul Jagat. Is I saying that correctly? Is it Paul Jagat? He, he, you're an individual. Paul Jagat. Paul Jagat. Yeah, Mr. Jagat. You're familiar with this individual, I'm sure. So he interviews Mr. Menendez December 2014. And then in March of 2015, on the Opinion Journal, he goes on and he basically defends Mr. Menendez he gets on his hands and knees, says that he doesn't believe the evidence, even though the evidence has been staring him right in the face, doesn't believe it. Very interesting. And then the Wall Street Journal in August 24th, 2015, just a little bit ago, they published uh, an article that says Justice Department counters claims made by Senator Bob Menendez in corruption case where they basically vindicate you. So here we have the Wall Street Journal slandering you, slandering your work for several years, and then they go ahead and they published the information that you had was true. And where is the justice? Where are the apologies for Charles Johnson for having to endure this for years and years of being merciless, mercilessly mocked in the media by his contemporaries? And where are they now? Now they're using his information and they're running with the story. It's embarrassing and it's shameful. So Charles, Wall Street Journal, what do you have to say about these concurrent stories that have been running against you and now they're saying that you're right? How's that make you feel, sir? It'd make me feel great. I'd be dancing. Well, you know, it's, it's nice to have justice done. Uh, when, when the senator goes to jail, I think uh, my star will, will shine a little bit brighter and theirs will, will take the requisite hit. Um, unfortunately, the, the strategy that a lot of the media players are now focusing on is just ignoring altogether what actually happened. And they've decided that they're going to go and they're just going to smear me rather than having to, to deal with the absolute, with the facts, which is that they, uh, that they don't want to deal with. They don't want to deal with the fact that they have a U.S. senator who is running around screwing prostitutes, underage prostitutes, based on our, you know, our reporting, uh, uh, my reporting, and based on documents from the Dominican Republic and that, and that corroborated from the, from the FBI. Um, they don't want to deal with the fact that they, they helped because of how they smeared me cover up child rape. Um, and it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. I mean, um, but I think over time we're going to get the full story. The full story is going to come out, whether I write it or someone else does. 
it will uh, it will eventually be revealed to the to, to the American public uh, exactly everything I knew and and when I knew it and how I knew it, and it, it will uh, it will be a very dark day in the press of this country. Um, but I think it's I think we're going to get there. It will be a very dark day, but it will also be justice when you shine a light on all of these lies and all of the ways in which your information has been stamped down by the mainstream media. You know, you're talking about these these prostitutes, these these underage sex workers. It should be noted that they are indeed underage. And of course, the court filings, the official Justice Department court filings say that uh, some witnesses, quote, described a party attendant by defendant by the good doctor involving prostitutes. One of the good doctor's own pilots described to the FBI young girls who he believed looked like escorts traveling on the good doctor's jet. Now, if, you, if, if individuals want to believe that, if they want to believe a pilot who's, you know, makes a lot of money, flies around rich guys to, so he can go have sex with prostitutes on islands and places like that, what incentive does he have to lie? Why would he lie? But if you look at this, there's more quotes from the court filing. Some young women who received substantial sums of money from the defendant were in the same place as defendant Menendez at the same time. This is what you've been saying for years, Charles. Now it's finally come out. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But of course, we don't have we don't have all of the information. The court filings are quotes from the FBI's notes of the interviews. And the full records of those interviews are still under seal at the moment. So we don't have everything. But what we see sure reeks and is rotten and odious. What we know today vindicates you now. But we don't know everything yet. That's the beauty part about this story. There's more information that's going to come out thanks to the FBI's investigation, thanks to your hard work, shelling out almost $30,000 of your money. And for your trouble, you were slandered in the media by these people. And we're going to get to that. We're going to get to how you were slandered, Charles, because I think it's despicable. One individual who I am not a fan of, sir, I am not a fan of David Weigel. You know this guy? You know his name? I'm sure you oh, do. Oh, yes, I know him well. He has it. He has a history of mental illness so that he, that he tries to pretend that he doesn't have, and he, he persecutes people. He's a real piece of work. <laughs> well, you know what? I want to quote Mr. Weigel. March 5th, 2013, Slate.com, anybody wants to look at it, Keep Your Pants On is the title of the article, where he basically goes forward to defend Senator Menendez. I just want to read a couple of quotes from this just to set the tone so we can continue on this conversation. The mainstream media largely ignored it, the story, before Election Day, and Menendez won re-election. But the story stayed alive, becoming part of the, quote, under news, as former Slate blogger, current Daily Caller blogger Mickey Koss has dubbed, stories bubbling up from the blogs and the tabs that don't meet mainstream media standards. That's real interesting, mainstream media standards right there, Renegade Nation. Think about that uh, irony for just a moment. Try and swallow that down. But continuing on. Those standards are all over the ABC News story, which refers to the DC as a mere conservative website, the Daily Caller. They also say that the Miami Herald combed the Dominican Republic to find evidence that Menendez consorted with prostitutes, but found nothing. And the article continues that Menendez responded to the quote smears with a crisis team. They earned their keep. By mid-February, the New York Times news pages were calling Menendez a, quote, capable of bare-knuckle politics. I think we've seen who's going to win this drag-out brawl, but he's capable of bare-knuckle politics and a, quote, a brawler who once wore a bulletproof vest to testify in a federal corruption case against a powerful political senator. And the sexual allegations against Menendez 
began to fall apart. That's a lovely quote from Mr. Weagle. You know, that's March 5th, 2013. Now, Mr. Weagle has went out of his way for years to try to discredit your investigation, Charles. Now, in uh, July 8th, 2014, another interesting article from the, from Slate called The Cubans, The Prostitutes, The Senator, and The Daily Caller. Now, Mr. Weagle writes, now that the entire Menendez scandal may have been concocted by Cubans, right, because Charles is a CIA Cuban operative, according to this lunatic, may have been concocted by Cubans. It's amazing to remember how the Daily Caller hyped this thing and how no one who worked on the story suffered any consequences. And then he goes on to say, it's a remarkable story of blunders and hubris. And here's the kicker. No one has suffered any repercussions. Now, it's important to note, Renegade Nation, that he's not talking about repercussions to the senator. He's talking about repercussions to Mr. Johnson. Mr. Weagle has been basically hinting that he believes you should be in prison for the last couple of years. He's been saying that you should face some sort of consequences. What do you think about that, Charles, as a guy who knew the story was true, who paid his own money to make it happen, and then for years for people to say that you should be in jail for reporting the truth, sir? That's despicable. What are your thoughts? Well, I don't know that he's saying I should be in jail, but he's saying I should be fired or that my career should suffer. I mean, this is a guy who has repeatedly and routinely smeared me based upon one story that I one time got wrong because I didn't know it was a parody. And this is the kind of thing that he does. He, he has, uh, Weigel, uh, Dave Weigel has a history of mental illness. He's written about it openly. He has smeared people. He has raged against them. And he has described me, you know, for years he referred to me as a careful journalist. Uh, but I started asking questions and I started exposing people. And frankly, I'm a better journalist than he is. And so he was put, left in a position where he had to smear me for years. And it's been kind of relentless and it's been kind of, it's been kind of sick the way in which it's been, it's been done. Well, I think Mr. Big owes you a deep and sorrowful apology. Now, with that, we're going to come right back to this show. We're going to get into some more dirty details, Renegade Nation, here on Renegade Talk Radio, Luke Algevani's show with Charles C. Johnson. We'll be right back. Sugarcoat shit. Listen. Listen Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear things you've never heard before. Renegade Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Luke L. Giovanni's show. I'm Luke L. Giovanni. Renegade Talk Radio, the most offensive, shocking radio network in America. I'm here with Charles C. Johnson, editor of Got News, on a very special Labor Day edition of our program. We're coming towards the end of the program, but we still have a lot more information to cover, so we're going to dive right into it. Charles, there was an interesting story that was published July 8th, 2014, from Newsweek, 
called Did Cuban Agents Plant a Daily Caller Story Smearing Democrat Bob Menendez? I just want to read to you, Charles. I just want to read this to you. When you think, quote, Daily Caller, the first thing that springs to mind is probably not, quote, Patsy and Communist Plot to Smear U.S. Senator. But according to the Washington Post, that's precisely where reporters Matthew Boyle and Charles C. Johnson became when they reported that U.S. Senator Robert Menendez paid two women for sex in the Dominican Republic. So here we have Newsweek basically calling you a patsy. Just a little over a year ago, Mr. Johnson, I think that Taylor Wolford owes you a, a great and gravest apology for how they slandered you. And I don't care if I keep on talking about how you've been slandered because you have been pushing this story for three years. People need to get an idea of the scope and the fortitude which you fought to make this story come to fruition. So if people want to stop hearing about how you've been slandered too bad because it all happened, we're airing it all out right now on Renegade Talk Radio. So Taylor Wolford says that you're a Cuban patsy. What do you think about that, Mr. Johnson? Well, you know, I asked him for an apology uh, right afterwards, after, you know, it came out, and he refused to grant it. But, you know, Newsweek is the thing that you uh, you kind of weave through when you're bored at the dentist. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's one of these things. I mean, it, it, frankly, he's not really fit to, to shine my shoes, to use an old-fashioned expression. Um, and before long, I think the shoe shining will have more value than the, the quote-unquote journalism that comes out of uh, that environment. Indeed. You know, Charles, I want to, because you responded to this through email. You guys had a chain of messages. I love your response to this, to Wofford. You said, I look forward to exposing Senator Menendez's corrupt practices in the coming weeks. I have not published the smoking gun out of respect for the ongoing FBI investigation, which is still ongoing, into Salman Melgan's alleged illegal activity and the senator's involvement in said activity. No Cuban agent was involved at any level of the story. It's a distraction campaign to mask the senator's involvement. In other words, I look forward to taking my victory lap, and it may be sooner than you think. This was published July 2014, and now in the last week, sir, you are taking a well-deserved and well-earned victory lap. And quite frankly, Charles, I think you've been—I think you've been very humble, considering all the muck that you've been dragged through, sir. Well, you know, it's definitely it's definitely not been without consequence. You know, I've been I've been smeared. It's, it's had professional reputations. People have mocked me. Uh, colleagues have mocked me. Uh, I was I have not been. You know, I, I'm still sort of the bad boy of, of of journalism in many respects, just for doing the truth. I mean, if anything, uh, Carol Lenning should have to turn over her Pulitzer to me now. Um, but alas, that's sort of not how how it works in this day and. I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, when Menendez goes to jail, and he'll he'll probably go to jail in this, uh, in October. Um, when he goes to uh, when he goes, uh, you know, in, to jail, then um, he will. Um, uh, that will that will basically change my life and change his forever. And it will be uh, it will be it will be a wonderful thing when that happens because by then uh, we'll, we'll get one fewer corrupt senator out of out of Congress and in a prison where he belongs. Indeed, sir. You know, it's going to be a long time coming to you. There's no doubt in my mind that Senator Menendez will now inevitably fall thanks to your hand. 
You know, you're going to have removed a sitting senator. That's something that you can hang on your hat for the rest of your life. It's something that many individuals who who else can say that they've done such a thing? Who else can say that they have literally shook the ground upon which the American political establishment walks, sir? And yet there is more slander against you, Charles, more people. We're talking about mainstream publications that have dragged you through the mud. Now, when I uh, when you and I met, I said, I'm going to go meet the digital Darth Vader down in Las Vegas. We're going to have a drink because I want to talk about the article from Politico. Politico is a major publication slandering you. Jacob Silverman, December 11th, 2014. Is Charles Johnson a digital Darth Vader? And by the way, my friend, I have to tell you, that's a very handsome picture of you there. You know, the the, the grand beard really shines through there. Um, Mr. Silverman, you know, he has just some awful quotes here. I just want, I want to, I want to read it to you. Johnson's most remarkable snafu might have been when he and another journalist, then writing for the conservative website, The Daily Caller, reported that New Jersey Democratic Senator Bob Menendez paid underage women to sleep with him in the Dominican Republic. Menendez hotly denied the story. The FBI investigated and found nothing. And the late, and the women involved later recanted. Oh, really? Well, it seems that uh, Mr. Zillerman's going to have to come out and recant his story now, isn't it, Mr. Johnson? Don't you? I love this. I could eat it with a spoon all day. It's just so rich and delicious. I'll never get full from this stuff. I love it. You got any? What do you think about Mr. Silverman's publication, Darth Vader, Lord Vader, sir? Well, it's just it's amazing. You know, the other thing they claim in that article is that I've been fired from three jobs. I've never been fired in my life, and many of the people, many of the the organizations that I've been fired from are now either clients of mine or personal friends of mine. So this, you know, the narrative that they couldn't accept in the media is that I had to go independent to actually go and tell the truth about the kind of stories that I wanted to do. And that's such an indictment of our journalistic class now. And uh, it's, it's, it's disgusting um, uh, um, that, they haven't, uh, that they haven't published the retractions that I deserve on some of these stories. Charles, has anybody published a retraction naming you specifically apologizing for getting the information wrong? Has anybody stood up to do the honorable thing? You know, one guy did. One guy to his credit, I will say BuzzFeed Andrew, Andrew Kaczynski, uh, said that I was right about the Menendez story. And me and and, and Matthew Boyle. And uh, it's pretty incredible that he had the courage to do that, given given how nasty and how, how, you know, lack of devoid of intellectual content. Um, BuzzFeed actually is, but I give him props for that. Indeed, but just him. Yeah, BuzzFeed. You know, of all places, you know, you've been slandered by the Wash or Wall Street Journal, Politico, Washington Post, and of all places, the listicle place, fucking BuzzFeed comes out with an apology to you. If that doesn't tell the listeners, Renegade Nation, about the abysmal state of journalism in America today, right now, and who they're getting their news from, please, ladies and gentlemen, please just think about that just for a second. So Charles, sir, there's something else very interesting going on as we close the show, which you know I, you probably can't even comment on it, but you're involved right now. I know you can confirm this to me. You're involved in a defamation suit with Gawker. Is this true? It's true, and uh, we are currently um, we're currently winning that suit um, based upon my understanding of, of what's going on, and uh, we are Gawker repeatedly and routinely made up things about me in college to smear me. And one of the things that they claimed that I got wrong was the Menendez story. So it's just deeply funny that they're, uh, you know, they're 
they're now being the same day that they go and reply to my lawyer's suit, um, they are uh, uh, mocking me. So it's just it's deeply disturbing the way we are in this day and age. But here we are. In, indeed, sir. You know, I'm not even going to repeat the ridiculous things that Gawker has printed about you. When I read them, I sent you a private message one drunken evening saying, Charles, this is outrageous. This is ridiculous. These people should be ashamed for themselves. And that's why I no longer align with party politics because of stuff like this. But it's important for the Renegade Nation listeners to understand this very simple point. In the Gawker defamation suit, Gawker's reply to Johnson's suit. Just listen to this. This is in the official court documents, ladies and gentlemen. They say, quote, Johnson has published many controversial stories attacking politicians like Senator Robert Menendez for alleged sexual peccadilloes and Cory Booker. Johnson has also personally attacked other journalists, such as accusing a New York Times reporter for for posing for Playgirl and publishing the home addresses of reporters. As a result, other media have sharply criticized him about both the accuracy of his reporting and his character. Indeed, because character has a lot to play into this, apparently. Even though, I mean, Charles, how amusing is it? I don't even know if you can comment, but it's very funny to me that Gawker in their suit in the official court document says you got the story wrong and now we know you got the story right. That right there. You know, the the very day that they published that, within the same hour, the FBI came out and confirmed it and the Wall Street Journal wrote it up. So it speaks for itself, doesn't it? I mean, (laughs) you know, it's, it's distressing that I even have to go and sue some of these journalists for making things up. But, you know, I lost, I lost a $1.6 million investment in my company uh, because of this kind of hate, you know, hate pieces that have been written against me. And um, it's time that, that people kind of come out and understand that this, this behavior is unacceptable and that there are going to be real consequences for making things up about me and my work. And I'm not going to just go away because they, you know, the powers that be want me to. I'm going to continue to tell the truth. and to say it even when it's unpopular, even when it's against the, you know, the Republicans or the Democrats and everyone in between. Um, and I intend to keep doing it as long as I'm able to in whatever capacity that and form that takes in this kind of new media environment. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Charles C. Johnson, the brilliant editor of Got News. Charles, thank you so much for joining me on the program today. I hope our listeners are, are more informed than they were before. Any parting words for Renegade Nation, Mr. Johnson? No, and uh, I would just say that you know, people want to want to do research with me. Come on over. My email address is editor at gotnews.com, and uh, I look forward to hearing from them. And I look forward to uh, seeing you do the work together. Well, thank you very much, Charles. My name is Luke Giovanni. This is Luke Giovanni Show, Renegade Talk Radio, the most offensive, shocking radio network in America. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.